0: I'm a weirdo, yeah, I'm a weirdo. People looking at me crazy, I don't care, I'm a weirdo, not a hero. Had a psych Welcome a to Houndstooth Heroes. I we are brought to you by though. Druid City Brewing Company in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. My name is Greg, and his name is Ellis. And we are coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee, and freezing Santa Fe, New Mexico. You can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at h 2 heroes. Are you partaking of a beverage this evening, Mr. Max?
1: Oh, Gregory. As a lifelong Braves fan, I have here a mixture of melancholy, a cocktail of commiseration, perhaps. Uh, basically, just switching back, I pulled out the good stuff, uh, which I have thanks to you. I have some Johnny Walker Blue and some mint chocolate chip ice cream. Just- <laughs> back
0: and forth. That is the face of and- sadness.
1: It's not good. Just alternating between the two uh, shortly here after the Braves 13 to one, I think, was final uh, final game of 2019.
0: Uh, and I hear that your man Brian McCann just just basically said, F it all. I'm retiring.
1: <laughs> he, he said this single game has driven me to leave the sport of baseball.
0: <laughs> just cannot.
1: I can't blame him. No, I can't blame him.
0: Ah, uh, What do you do? Uh, well, hey, yes, you know, what, are you, what
1: are you drinking? Please? Well, I
0: will tell you, I'm I too am alternating between, as you know, I've been on the two buck shot from uh, Trader Joe's, alternating that with shots of fireball because I'm a winner. Um, <laughs> but, because you're a
1: sommelier,
0: yes, yes, because I I learned that in sommelier <laughs> class. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I, I, somebody put, put this on the Twitter because as a Cubs fan, you know. We did not make the playoffs as we are wont to do. Uh, so my question is to you: is this baseball-related question? Had you rather make the playoffs and flame out in dramatic fashion, or just not make the playoffs at all?
1: I will take this route. I'm glad we made the postseason. Clinching and watching the players act a fool was fun. And frankly, losing 13 to one. In a game in which we gave up ten runs in the first inning,
0: <laughs> cannot stress this that's enough. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know you're Braves fan, but that's the funniest part I, of it. No, <laughs>
1: uh, about when it was five to nothing, four to nothing. I think leaves the door open for a comeback. Five to nothing, I began to laugh, and at least, at least you can laugh in this situation. Whereas had had we lost with two outs in the ninth. Then it's just tears, just tears.
0: Another question, another question for you. Had you rather be down 10 to nothing in the first or be up 10 to nothing in the first and watch it slip away as a brave would see?
1: Yeah, that would have been almost more terrifying to have. I I can't
0: even (laughs) imagine. the, the, the most dangerous lead in sports, <laughs> 10 to nothing in the first.
1: The most dangerous lead in Atlanta sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> correct, correct, correct. All right. Uh, let's get this party started, as it were. Uh, last week, we had a bye, which I felt well, went well for all involved. Uh, this week, um, we have AM, And as the bumper music indicated, those folks are weird. I think everybody knows about their weird milkman cheerleaders, their weirder yell practice, but there's more. I have examples. I'm not even going to try to make these funnies because they are bonkers in and of themselves. Uh, So I did a little research on the internet, and here's what I learned: A&M doesn't have freshman orientation where you like, I don't know, go to the quad and meet some people, and I don't know, maybe maybe talk to a girl. They have cult indoctrination period known as Fish Camp. Fish Camp involves bussing thousands of impressionable young teenagers and 900 counselors to a town even shittier than college station so you can spend four days four days learning their weird fight songs reveille the weird dog you think oh what a cute collie aside i hate a collie it's weird with a big nose but until you learn that stupid dog is the highest ranking member of the Corps of Cadets. A dog is their highest ranking member. Finally, their war hymn, you know, this is like, they're big into like that. They're, they're singing, but it's based on a song called goodbye to Texas university. That swaying thing they do all the time. It's called sawing UT's horns off. I don't really understand how that works, but I don't go to A&M. Uh, in fact, They erected a statue depicting 12 students in the act of sawing. They'll only refer to the University of Texas as TU. They're so obsessed with Texas that they do a thing, a thing, into a jar. Let your imagination run wild, and where it goes is what I'm talking about. And then they light it on fire. Somehow that's supposed to represent the Texas Tower, where that guy gunned all those people down. Um, anyway, look up the jar thing for yourself because Listener Lee is entirely too young to know about all that. So I'm done. Uh, and what I'm saying is they're weird. Uh, but let's get to you and your bit.
1: Oh, we're doing the bit?
0: I, I guess uh, we're doing the bit.
1: Well, yeah, no, there's there's this bit that we've done. Listener Fred remembers. hottest uh, <laughs> take of this arbitrary time period. And we have done it in the past. So I think we're done. I think it was a good former segment (laughs) of this here podcast. Oh God.
0: Yet another. Another in a long line, I should say. Yes. There's been quite a few. All right. So cool. So I hear, I hear, I made this up. I hear that you've had your nose to the grindstone. Researching the Aggies for the hero's enjoyment. Tell me, in your time not coming up with a hot take during an arbitrary time period, what did you learn about the Aggies, Mexi? If any,
1: Gregory, I've I just I broken so many sweats doing this here research. Uh, mm-hmm. let me tell you what I know, and this is this is good stuff that I certainly found out myself. Um mm-hmm. So when Jimbo Fisher, he seems to develop a pattern when he is outgunned uh, like he will be on Saturday in which he slows down the tempo of the game and tries to shorten it by limiting possessions of the opposing team. Texas A&M, in fact, ranks 104th in plays per second on offense and can go even slower if need be. Uh, Be on the lookout. I think we'll see that Saturday. The Aggies are an average SEC team in rush yards, but if they're smart, they'll allow 20th-year senior, Kellen Mond, to roam more freely. Can we talk about Kellen Mond? Oh, let's. Why not? I mean, it's it's probably his eighth outing against our Tide this year. <laughs> he, he not only remembers the transition to the SEC for Texas A&M, but also regales the locker room of tales from the old Southwestern Conference. Uh, As we have said on our Twitter in a week in which we had no interest in the Texas A&M matchup, uh, he was recruited originally to Oklahoma. Most people don't know this, but yeah, Barry Switzer recruited Mon to Oklahoma to be a cornerback, but he he ended up pledging to the Aggies to play quarterback. And and this is eighth outing against the Crimson Tide. Um, And his seventh outing, which was last year, Mon rushed 17 times for 98 yards against Alabama. So you know when you add to that an Alabama pass rush that has been, let's kindly call it, below our expectations. Uh, I think you can expect A and to take a number of shots downfield and let Mon sort of buy time, buy time, and do whatever fluky stuff we have seen before uh texas a and m will want to limit this game to 10 or 11 possessions on each side they'll try to wear down alabama's front seven by committing to the run and then they'll take a few deep shots i think the key for us will be to get more disruptive uh particularly on the d line than we have seen thus far and try to get consistent pressure on mond uh stacking aggie ball carriers at the line of scrimmage
0: fair enough fair enough Um, On the other side of the ball, I will tell you this is a nightmare matchup for the Aggies. They stopped the run pretty well, but guess what? We don't do that anymore. Throw the damn ball, if you will. We need hats, I think. Uh, The Aggies are giving up almost 200 yards a game through the air, which honestly isn't much different than Alabama's stat. but the difference is the offenses they have faced are Clemson, Auburn, and Arkansas. Arkansas isn't awful through the air, but they're just generally awful. Uh, Clemson's passing offense is in the mid 30s nationally So that's not terrible. Auburn is sitting squarely on the century mark in passing offense. Uh, so what I'm saying is bonex is not getting it done there through the air. Uh, Alabama mm-hmm. offense passing offense is third. So what I in the country So what I'm saying is uh, they haven't seen anything quite like to a yet. Um, all the preseason articles, uh, kind of focus on A&M's pass D and whether it could get any better. And for all accounts, it has, but I don't think it could get any worse than it was last year. Um, that said, uh, they ain't ready.
1: No, they ain't ready. They feel largely like a Big 12 team to me, uh, to your point about the pass defense. And I will just kind of add in, you mentioned – I I don't even have a clever name for him, but Bo (laughs) Nix. He needs a
0: clever name. name needed. He needs
1: a clever name. he has has five letters to his whole name. Bo Nix. But but watching during the bye week, which as you pointed out, went well for all involved, uh, watching those other teams and particularly that Florida-Auburn game made me so grateful for our offense in a way that I have never felt as an Alabama fan.
0: I agree with you. I... I don't mean we're unstoppable, but when I look at the teams that have the top-ranked defenses, Florida is one of them. um, Mm -hmm. I don't see Florida really being able to stop us. LSU has some cornerbacks; they will, they, they, and they can score some points. That's going to be a pretty that. That's going to be an exciting game to watch. But outside of that, I don't really see. And I hate to be that guy at this point because you know. Who, who likes an offense? But here we are, liking an offense. Uh, I, I, uh, know, right. I know, I know. Right. So, But honestly, I just don't see anybody that can do anything to us um, defensively. Um, anyway, back to the A&M. Oh, speaking of, did you it, see the Herbie thing?
1: Yes, and I wanted to address the Herbie right. thing. Let's talk about the Herbie thing. Apparently, the ESPN Game Day guys posted – on to the Instagrams talking about Kyle Field and how it is supposed to be one of the most intimidating places to play. And yet, AM never seems to win the big games there.
0: And and, and apparently, the numbers back them up <clears throat> because I'm nothing if not a numbers guy. Uh, since 2000, ranked teams has failed fairly well in Kyle, Kyle Field. They've won 26. They've lost just 12. The last two top teams to lose there were LSU and that 42 time overtime travesty last year. And in 2016, apparently Tennessee was ranked. And they lost there, hopefully in hilarious fashion. Um, so anyway, uh ordinarily, this is when we uh have another bit. It's called Last Ask a Hero. And you can like go onto our Twitter account at #heroes, and you can like even hashtag it ask a hero if you really want to. We don't care. Uh, but apparently, y'all think you know everything, so it's fine. Just sit on your <laughs> throne of knowledge. We didn't want to help you people anyway. Anyway, nobody asked a damn thing, so there's no ask a hero.
1: Well, to be to be fair, there was uh, there was one ask a hero, which I think came from our boy Anna Kornikova, oh. who didn't know about Tennessee Week and how we were going to handle the balls this weekend. Oh, poor. poor Poor guy was just so fired up about Tennessee hate week. Didn't realize he was a week ahead. Uh, so we'll get there. Right. Thank you for the, I have a quick ask. A hero. I'd like to ask Tell a, me, uh, given what we just spoke about, about intimidating home field. advantages, I've been thinking about this. There were some videos posted of a particular stadium, but I'm going to keep that hidden until I get your take. Give me your top three toughest environments in the
0: sec. All right. Uh, number one, well, hold on, let me go through these real quick. Um, where do I take Let's get a state on this. Tennessee Vanderbilt. All right. Number one for me is Auburn. Uh, because they're always so perky and loud. Uh, and we're the only game that matters to them. It may not be very intimidating to other people. I don't know that intimidating is the word. They're just loud as hell. Um for whatever reason, that stadium when we're there is extraordinarily loud. So I'll give my one to Auburn. Number two. LSU can be, but not always because we win there and it's usually out of hand pretty early. Um, So I haven't ever experienced um, Tiger Stadium being that intimidating. I understand to other people it can be. Um, Again, Tennessee can be loud, but again, same situation. Uh, They're not with us because it's really out of hand. I, the only, and a, weird, a, a a dark horse is Mississippi State. It's not intimidating because none of these teams really are intimidating to us at this point because we're beating the shit out of them on a regular basis. But Mississippi State is loud, and they do get up for us. Um, so I would go Auburn, LSU is to start the game. Mississippi State stays loud. They just don't win. And, and, and part of that is Mississippi State stays in the game with us um we never just beat the pants off state um so mm-hmm. those are i guess mine um yourself
1: okay those are interesting i would flip one and two i think tiger stadium i have been in there it was the uh, tj yeldon yeah. screen to win the game and it was i mean i couldn't hear for days afterward it was the loudest thing i've experienced uh and and that's what i found some old clips maybe of uh, LSU-Auburn rivalry games, if you will. Uh, and and those, I thought, proved the point there, too. So I'll put LSU-1, Auburn-2, because that's what happens when you don't have any old money. They don't care to stand up and scream. We'll never get that environment in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And uh, th- three is difficult. I agree. I, I was thinking about the question because they talked about the Swamp so much for that uh, Florida-Auburn game and the impact. The fans had there i'd largely roll my eyes at that and think i largely roll my eyes at every sec east environment with the possible exception of tennessee when tennessee was good in my infant (laughs) days uh, it, it was something to behold but it's been so long that nobody seems to remember and history and historians maintain that those days are far Yeah far and, and us. we're going to talk about this uh, a
0: little bit later but uh Tennessee like for the first quarter of the Georgia game I mean I was just watching it on TV and it may not have translated but it looked loud and fun like when they were in the game I think they have it in them to like still be loud um but you know like when the game falls apart like it did in that situation I think they got to lose their their oopspa but um
1: yeah not not even not even hating. It was so bizarre to see happy Vol fans and in York City.
0: I, I am hating. Um, yeah, so I think I think Tennessee has it. Um, I am. Uh, you know, when you talked about Florida, I, you know we played there when I. This this was right after fire was invented, and I believe, and we went down there, and it was loud, but it wasn't, and we lost, but maybe because we sucked, but we lost. I mean, it was fine. It was it was loud. It was a stadium. It wasn't a big deal. It was hot as hell. I don't know how they do it. It's just hot all the time. Um, so and that and then Georgia, they're just so gross that um, it's not intimidating. It's not particularly loud. They just you just have to like avoid loogies. These spit on you. Uh, that that I guess that is an intimidating environment. Like trying to get to the Georgia stadium because they're prone to attack you at any moment.
1: That's true. Adults right, barking.
0: Right. That should
1: never happen. Nobody needs. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that wraps up "Ask a Hero," in which we ask oh our own heroes. This is just a question
0: podcast in the
1: world. Now, and for yeah. so many years now. All right, moving along Woo-hoo. to some wagering. Here we have three. Southeastern Conference games, which we will be sure to line your wallets and make you irresistible to the ladies or gentlemen, whatever. We aren't here to judge like Carol (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Got me tickled with the Carol joke. First up, an eight-point home fave against Ole Miss, who's coming off uh, an impressive showing against maybe the worst team in Division I football. Vanderbilt Commodores
0: uh, who you I could not hate Ole Miss any harder If this were their new chancellor um, Which by the way I mean I happen to get, I'm not going to get right. into it Look it up on your own time Ole Miss is doing Ole Miss things with regard to the chancellor But anyway uh, Ole Miss manages to score Seemingly only when balls Magically ricochet off their heads And that seems to be about it Or at least in my experience uh, They have two very competent coordinators Neither of which can make up for their bozo of a head coach. Uh, Missouri's defense is top ten nationally. And look, you heard it here first. I, I took it on the chin the first game of this of this uh, season because I was really high on Missouri. I thought they were probably maybe not they weren't going to win the East, but they were going to be damn close to to Georgia. If they, I was predicting second. Uh, but then they went and laid an egg against Wisconsin. I mean against Wisconsin. Against Wyoming to start the season. But since then, by God, they've been on a roll. Uh hearing Kelly Bryant, their quarterback, is going to play. Uh, Missouri, I would not want to play Missouri if I uh if I were anybody at this point. Missouri's good right now. Look for uh the Tigers to roll. Hating the Rebels as my hate of the week. Hate
1: of the week. Nice. Nice. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. And, and well, I just uh, frankly wish you hadn't brought up that egg that was laid by Mizzou God, against Wyoming uh, at the start of the year. Some of us on this podcast listened to your words and shortly had to take out a second mortgage just to keep the book.
0: That was your first mistake. Yeah. To yeah
1: me. No kidding.
0: Uh, I mean, how long have we known each other? Come on. Yeah. Uh, you'd think I, I would learn. In any, any aspect of her life, never listen to me.
1: Uh, I. I'm anyway. just, sh- I'm going to ride the rebel wave that was started last week. mostly So <laughs> I can yell John Reese Plumley in your ear. I will call you. to. <sighs> he starts doing the things he did back at Jackson prep just last year. Uh-huh. Uh, we think,
0: right. <laughs> well, as it turns out, okay, I've gotten to the bottom of this. Oh no, John, it may be John Reese. It may be John Rice. I haven't gotten to the bottom of that. But I do know is he went to school in Hattiesburg. I don't know where in Hattiesburg. I don't know about, I don't know the Hattiesburg schools, but he is not a Jackson Prep alumni, which really throws a big bucket of water on my whole life.
1: Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that they're really uh, taking well to that there in the Grove then.
0: Right, exactly. Not a problem. Oh guy, man, that
1: changes guy. it all for me. Okay, never mind. Now know. I'm hating the Rats too. No. <laughs> all
0: right, fair. Next up, Lou of the Mississippi State fame. It travels to the Vol. Moo is a six-and-a-half-point favorite at the Vol. Who you hating here, pal?
1: I think Moo is probably the team this season that I have seen the fewest plays of. And I don't know if that's because they're not doing anything highlight-worthy or they haven't played nobody or what the, what the situation there is. But as you, as you discussed, and we need to, to talk about, it was a new Vol team we saw. Uh, at least for a half, but even on into the second half, there was some fire. There was some chippiness. There was a uh, forward pass, which was something to to behold. Get on out! I promise.
0: You I mean, I'm going to have to call bull- I, Look, I didn't see it, but I'm going to call bullshit.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't know that Jeremy Pruitt knew what it was, but he seemed to respond well when the crowd cheered. Uh I, I don't know. It's it's in Knoxville. I think they're going to maintain some energy. I, what I would love to see is like a uh, really just a replay of the BYU game. If every Tennessee game could end just like that <laughs> BYU game did where they, they were so certain of victory and even like 97 point something uh, percent favored to seal the victory and then have it all ripped away. That's what I would like. I hope it happens late, and I hope Moo wins but doesn't cover. So I'll hate the Moo here.
0: Yeah. um, I'm like you. Honestly, Moo had a lot of expectations going into this season, and I haven't watched them a lot. Uh, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know who they've beaten. I don't know who they've lost to. In fact, I know nothing about Moo. So this is absolutely (laughs) just guessing things, as I do with most things in life. Uh, As we mentioned, though, uh, the ball played its best half of football against Georgia last week. Uh, they still got blown out, uh, but uh, Georgia is running on a different schedule than, than ball. Uh, there's, there's, you know, there's five or six elite teams. There's some middle teams. And then there's the bottom, then there's the rest. And the Vols are among the rest. I think they're one of the better teams among the rest, but they're still among the rest. Uh, I think the Vols, Although they played well for them, I think they're outmatched here. Again, I'm saying that based on absolutely nothing. Uh, I think they keep it close for a half, but I think Moo covers by a touchdown. Therefore, I'm going to hate the ball. Um, Next up, we got the big game of the week, man. Uh, The Florida Gator is traveling to LSU. It's a night game. Before we get to that, can we talk about LSU people and their fucking night game stuff?
1: Do we have to?
0: I want to. I mean, they're obsessed. I, I really honestly believe if they could go 0-12 and, and play every game at night, they would be just as happy as anybody else.
1: Yeah. No, I think I think it is th- their love and pride and joy right now.
0: Well, and then a guy on Twitter who I like very much uh, talked about, well, we invented night games because we put in lights in the 30s. We put in lights in 1937. I don't know if, we, if that was before or after. But, you know, just because you invented the wheel doesn't mean you do it better than anybody else. Invented night games. Yeah, they invented night games. That's where we are. That's where we are with them. Uh, anyway, uh, L- the Florida traveling LSU, they're getting 13 football points. That line was insane to me when it came out. It was 13 and a half when it came out. Sensible people have bet that down to 13. Uh, I thought it was probably going to be eight or nine when it came out. Uh, I'm still not positive that... Eight or nine is not too many. Uh, add to that, the LSU bros have been talking insane amounts of shit all week. And I think we all know what happens when LSU bros talk shit. Uh, go Gator. I think they went outright. I am hating a Bayou Bengal. What about you? An
1: outright Gator win. Wow.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I'm not going to. It's solely let you. on the mouth of LSU. Yeah. I, anyway, that's what
1: I was going to say. I'm not going to let you dissuade me, but if ever. There is something to wager on here. It is against LSU fans talking shit. Right. Um, I I just think, and I I don't know. Last week I said the Gator defense was not for real, and I'm tempted tempted to change that opinion after they shut down Auburn. But that was I mean, Bo Nix is right. horrific, horrific. Um, and I don't know if that was the case of like a starting pitcher just not having his stuff. Or if he is truly, I mean,
0: I don't think I, I, I can't think of a really yeah. bad starting pitcher to give you an analogy off the top of my head. But that's a cup fan. I should have thousands. <laughs> you,
1: you didn't watch the Braves game?
0: Did, you? <laughs> I did not. But um, I, yeah, I, I think BoneX is is no Joe Burrow. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, I, I so I think when the Gator defense, which I'm willing to admit is better than I gave them credit for, is faced with a truly Productive offense. I think they're gonna have a hard time. I just think LSU is I mean to your point earlier about sort of the elites and Then the goods and then the rest. uh, I think Florida is good and I think LSU is elite I am Worried about LSU because they're the only other team maybe in all of football that I see that has an Offense and a defense that that concerns me Um, yeah, so I I think Gosh, I wish you hadn't told me that about the fans getting.
0: Covered. <laughs>
1: I think LSU gets it together. Probably forces some turnovers from your boy Trask, and I like them to cover to cover thirteen. I'm, I guess I've got to call it my hate of the week because I haven't said anything else is hate of the week.
0: Hate of the week. Thank hate you, of the week. Thank you. Let me ask, but before we uh, before we move on, I, I got one question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about. Uh Burrow being prolific, whatnot, whatnot. And he has been. But they have not played a Florida caliber defense. They haven't played any defense, to be honest. Um, so that also gives me pause here. Is Joe Burrow everything that he's been cracked up to be, or is he a product of playing trash defenses?
1: Yeah, this this should finally give us that answer. If he is what the hype says he is, it is the greatest turnaround story uh, in college football history because wow. he was total and complete trash last season. Maybe not the greatest yeah. college football yeah. history. but uh, It would be unprecedented in recent history, I think. So that's a great point. I mean, I'm tempted to say Texas has a good defense, but again, they're in the Big 12 where nobody cares, and they didn't exactly blow out West Virginia, who is not a prolific offense last week. Uh, so this will be it. I I think Burroughs shines against Florida, but uh, we will know more Sunday. Weird how that works.
0: I know that is weird. All right, weird. Uh, that brings us to our tide. The tide rolls into College Station, giving those weirdos nineteen points. Like they need any more gifts. Um, I honestly think that number is about right, uh, given the history. I think the Aggie score. Um, they, you know, look, they're three and two, they lost to Auburn, they lost to Clemson. Um, those are both respectable losses. They, I don't remember what happened in the Clemson game. I know the Auburn game was, you know, it is what it is. I think Auburn's a good team. Uh, I still think our defense right now, it's too, I think they're going to be okay when it comes playoff time. Uh, hopefully we'll be okay come when it comes playoff time. Um, but right now, I think the Aggies have enough to score points. Uh, I still – it won't be enough to win, obviously, but it's enough for me to hate the Tide. Final score, 42, Crimson Tide, 24, Weirdos. What about you, my friend?
1: Oh, you heard it here first. Gregory hates the Tide. Let me – let me – Ask you to embark on an exercise of speculation with me yes, briefly. I'd love to. What do you think Saban's personal feelings toward Jimbo are?
0: Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, hmm, I don't know. Tell me yours, and I'll I'll come up with an answer.
1: I, I don't know that I know either. I can't imagine that a person who has ever come to know Jimbo personally has positive things to say toward. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I
0: I'll just... say, I'll, I'll, I mean, okay. I'll say this in a way that's like, I think everybody likes generally Kirby. I think everybody likes generally mustchamp. I don't think people like this guy very much.
1: Even um, like within their own camp. Is that kind of what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, you know, I have not met aside from Kirby doing what he did when he left Alabama. It was kind of a dick move, but whatever. Um, you know, you look for an advantage and you take it so that, you know, there might be some bad blood, but I've, I'll, I'll say this, Kirby, I was when, for senior well practices in Mobile. I've gotten to be you know down there a little bit and see, see Kirby interacting with people. And Kirby's a personable person. People seem to like Kirby. Uh, same with Muschamp. Um, I haven't seen him as up close and personal, but I've seen him interact with people and he does not repel people. Jumbo seems to repel people. Uh, so I don't know what Saban's thoughts are about him. Uh, I do know that Jumbo is not a terribly likable dude. Uh, but beyond that, I can't speculate on what, you know, he may be fantastic one-on-one. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but that's my thought. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, guess I was
1: curious. I mean, I think. There, you know, every time Saban plays a former assistant, that is always a storyline. Now, I think we're going for seventeen and zero or sixteen and zero now. I guess yeah,
0: yeah. I do.
1: While we're talking about Jimbo, I also want to point out that he was the subject of one of my all-time favorite coach coaching change storylines in the media. You know, we've we've seen flights tracked, we've seen dinner reservations, et cetera, et cetera. But Jimbo's news that he was leaving Tallahassee broke when his Christmas tree appeared out on the curb in early.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was this before or after he got the hair plugs and the dye? Uh,
1: I think that that was uh, that was his peak in Tallahassee. He was. (laughs)
0: If you're gonna be hey, if you're gonna get some some hot divorced dad energy, get the you know get the hair plugs, get the dye, do some do your peak Tallahassee thing. I can't hate him. For no the
1: one can only dream. All right, back <laughs> to the game. Uh, I I think you're exactly right. I think Kellen Mond, you know, he's seen the Crimson Tide something like 30 times now between his time as a red shirt and whatever. Um, I think he is not intimidated by us, which is rare. Uh, I think I think he also is probably smart enough to recognize that our defense is not what he has seen in the past, which is an advantage for him. So, yes, I think a score some points. Uh, I'm not going to be happy about it, but I think we score all the points we want in the world. I'm going to go tied 48. Shout-out to The Watch, Joseph Boulivis for the Miss PAT, and oh. uh, Weirdos 24. Does that give us a cover? Right. That gives
0: that, that gets you a cover. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. That will do it for another edition of Houndstooth Heroes. And as always, we will try to do better next week. Uh, Thank you to Bo and Elliot, as always, and all the good people at Druid City Brewing for keeping us hammered and losing our sunglasses on AM Week. Take us home, my man.
1: (laughs) Bless from the past. Love you, Gregory. Love you. All right, y'all. Be good. Roll tide.